And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. What would what restaurant do you think has the best free bread? The best free bread Durango Canyon at the DC Matthews. Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. That's what I, I honestly say. debated seeing if I could change the whole <laughs> thing. Was like, you know what? At the DC, I've always wanted just DC Matthews. That's not going to happen. Thanks, Don Matthews. Um, but yeah, I was like, I wonder if Durango Canyon Matthews is too long. I mean, definitely not the best restaurant bread, but the one that I stupidly look forward to perhaps the most. It's just the Olive Garden breadstick. Sure. They're bottomless, motherfucker. It's hard to go wrong. <clears throat> we ordered uh like takeout from them and we ordered like soup salad and breadsticks and they gave us three breadsticks and i almost wanted to like drive back over and be like no no I this want, is an unacceptable number of breadsticks i want at least like six more at i least. will say like they're not even that good at it. like okay this might be like rose tinted glasses but i feel like they used to be better and they're just not as good as they used to be anymore um but i still look forward to them i still enjoy them those hot little uh, garlic smeared mm-hmm. uh, white bread sticks. Yeah. Oh. Mm. yeah mm. If you don't have an Olive Garden, you know, our UK friends, I don't know if the Olive Garden exists, <coughs> but um, over there, but it's pretty good. How do you? Feel? I also, uh, I also like the Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster. Oh, definitely for sure. But of course, there are no Red Lobsters near us. Uh, the nearest one's a good two hour drive. I was going to say, where's so. the closest one? Yeah, it's a ways, all the way at the far end of the state. Really? I oh, think so. Well. No, according no? to this, there's one that's you know maybe like forty five minutes. Oh, maybe it's in. Where is? Oh, well, okay. Okay. Well, that might be new because the last south time of, I checked, south of Hartford. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I don't know. I don't remember there being one there. So hope maybe that's open within the last fifteen years. You know, the last time I checked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Cheddar Bay biscuits. I go for some Cheddar Bay biscuits. How about you, DC? Um, uh, what about you? What, what kind of bread do you look forward to? <clears throat> the Olive Garden is the go-to for sure. Uh, but also. I don't know how often you partake in the Cheesecake Factory. I think I've been to a Cheesecake Factory uh, once in my life. Okay. Uh, they have a brown bread, brown loaf, like some kind of oats on top, which okay. is very good. And I and we discovered that our local Mega Mart has the Cheesecake Factory at home our famous brown bread that give you two kind of small loaves that you can then put in uh, the oven. So we had one of those today. The reason I bring all of this up and we talk about it for going on four minutes now, the baking instructions I just want to share with you. Uh, heat for five minutes at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what price that would be 
uh, or what temperature that would be in Celsius, probably 160, maybe something like that. Yeah, ish. Um, uh, then it says, take bread out of bag before placing an oven. Okay. So, do you think that warning is there just to anticipate stupidity? Or do you think that somebody actually put this in the oven in the bag? I don't know that somebody did that to the Cheesecake Factory bread, and then that became a legal issue for the Cheesecake Factory. But I do believe that someone at some point in time did a similar thing with some sort of product which yeah. was a legal issue. And now all corporations receive the same response from their legal departments, which is to say, just put the warning on the back. Well, and that's it. Like, you know, I think the biggest, so I toss this behind me now that I no longer need it. Um, I think there's a trash can back there. I, I swear there is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. There is. When are the, when, when, when are the, uh, the maids club coming back? They to? were here yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. They were here right. yesterday. Well, you got to trash it up nice. Exactly. I got two coming. weeks to ruin it. Um, yeah, you know, the biggest thing, I think the most common example is the, the McDonald's hot coffee. I think somebody sued McDonald's because they claimed that they didn't specify that the coffee was hot or whatever. So they had to put the warning on the hot styrofoam warning. But again, it's, you know, did someone try to bake a loaf of bread and that's it? Or is, is there just an entire legal department area of all of these places that's like you need to anticipate what are the dumb people going to do uh to these you know to these items but that's all that that mm. was it as i was putting it in i was like wait we 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 need to discuss cuz cuz people people can be dumb i don't know if you knew that doc manson but take it from the Durango Canyon. People can be dumb. Are you Googling it? Are you looking at something else? Where where you I was I, I started to Google uh information about the the McDonald's coffee trial. Um because I if I recall, I, I have this memory, having read about it before, that the McDonald's coffee was, in fact, way too hot. Like, it should not have been as hot as oh, it was. okay. That they were serving it. But that made me wonder, well, how hot was it? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like it can be more than 212 degrees, right? That's boiling. Sure. It's got to be cooler than that. Um. I can tell there's a shadow that keeps blurring in and out. Doc Manson has a background up. So now that Mrs. Manson, there she is. <laughs> now that She's Mrs. Manson has come to deliver, I'm assuming, some cocoa. Um, yeah, she 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 was just kind of in and out. Cocoa there? It is cocoa, yes. Do you have a thermometer to determine the correct, the actual temperature of the cocoa? Is it too hot? It's too hot to drink, that's for sure. Yeah, McDonald's own quality assurance manager testified that McDonald's enforced a policy requirement 
that all coffee be served at 185 degrees, give or take five degrees. He admitted that its coffee was not fit for consumption because at such temperatures, it would cause scalding injuries to the mouth and throat if drunk by the consumer. So on the stand, you question from um, you know the lawyer, you know, as a matter of fact, that coffee is a hazard selling it at 180 to 190 degrees, don't you? Answer, I have testified before the fact that this coffee can cause burns. Question, it is hazardous at that temperature? Answer, at that high temperature, the coffee is a hazard. So yeah, like, yeah, the evidence from their own quality assurance team was damning. Um, and now they do not serve coffee that high. I think it's probably one of the reasons why uh, Mrs. Manson loves this. We go to like, say, a Starbucks, mm-hmm. and she is always a big fan that, ah, my drink always comes out at the perfect temperature to drink. It's by design. After these lawsuits, it's now by design. I suppose that makes sense. I'm now looking up just dumb, you know, 24 stunningly dumb warning labels. Mm. Do not hold the wrong end of the chainsaw. To be fair, well, to be fair, I can't say that I'm a uh, chainsaw expert. So it's not like, you know, I, I would like to think that I would know the proper way to use a chainsaw, but I'm sure you would not let me touch a chainsaw anywhere near you. Me? Yeah, you. Would you trust me with a chainsaw? I think, well, I'm, I don't think I would now. I think I would have before that statement on, from yourself. Um, like I was, you know, like, like if I had, not that I think you're that type of friend, but if I had a tree come down in the backyard and I needed some help clearing it, um, I, I would have trusted you with a chainsaw. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay, all right. I, nope, I, I, I'll say th- I'll say this: I wouldn't trust myself with a chainsaw. I, I would need one of the like I need like a, a class. Where I'd use it without the 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 blade first. I think you can, you know. Well, that's actually my question about that warning label: is don't hold the chainsaw from the wrong end. Like, how? I, one, who would? Two, it's, isn't it obvious not to not to hold the chain part? But then three, the other part of this is if you're if you were to grab a chainsaw by the chain part, I can't fathom how you would then also reach from the other end to activate the movement of the chain. True. So while I can see while it's not a smart idea, I do think it's a pretty contorted sort of movement that you'd have to make to actually make that dangerous. And again, this is from Forbes, which is a reputable website, but there's a label on a hairdryer, supposedly, that says, do not use while sleeping. And again, I'd like I'm to- not sure someone sleeping could read the warning label. Although I suppose, I guess if you were using it and then fell asleep while it was still on. Yeah. What'd she bring you as a snack to go with it? See, I couldn't see the whole thing because you've got your stupid background still up. Yeah, um, it is uh, little pretzel nuggets. Okay, combos. 
No, like they're hot pretzel nuggets, like from the toaster. I feel like this is some. I feel like over the last two weeks, my hairline has receded tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's been a stressful time. So I wouldn't be I surprised. Don't think so. But anyways, uh, when's the last time you got a haircut? From my wife or from anyone else? From my wife, it's been about a, from a, it's been about a month right before the holidays. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's just that from that anybody else. Like phase. January of 2020 was the last time I got a professional haircut. <clears throat> Do you use one of those sun shields in your car no. to keep the dashboard from? Apparently, there's a warning on that. Do not drive with sun shield in place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's just common sense, right? I mean, that one's good quality warning label. Um, so now that we've exhausted. Oh, I could keep going, but yeah, sure. Let's move on. <laughs> what do you what, what, what? I mean, do you want to talk about? I mean, you. I'm sure you don't. But do you want to talk about the big wrestling news? Uh, which news is that, Gunther? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the transformation uh, of Walter into Gunther Stark. Now, to be fair, the WWE website, the NXT thing, it lists him as Gunther or Gunther, however uh-huh. you choose to pronounce it. It doesn't say anything about the Stark. It's just Gunther. Yeah, but, you know, their, 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 their trademark um, definitely says Gunther Stark. Yes. And I understand that that may be a bit of a mistake on their part. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, they might not ever refer to this guy by that full name now on the air, but someone somewhere knew exactly what they were doing when they filed that trademark. You can't tell me that you didn't take the Austrian born guy and then deliberately name him after a Nazi. Isn't an intentional thing. I, you may be right. You may be giving WWE and their writing team a little too much credit. I think there's no way that's a coincidence. Did you know who Gunther Stark was before this story came out? Did I? No. Well, and then so I'm asking again. I didn't know that either. We're two fairly intelligent people who are have at least been schooled in history. Somebody but- went to Google and said. I've got this Austrian guy. We should make him a Nazi. And, you know, Austrian, German, Hitler was Austrian. Good enough. Let's just find an obscure name of a Nazi and let's name him after that. I'm telling you, like, I, you I have, I have right. no, I have no benefit of the doubt left to give to Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. Well, but, well, see, so my benefit of the doubt is that it's not that they were intentionally callously mean or insensitive about it. They're just dumb. Because, again, I don't think John Laurinaitis is going into Google and checking every name. It was somebody was like, ooh, would we need Gunther? Oh, we could call him Stark, like Game of Thrones or like Tony Stark. Ooh, that would be nice. Gunther Stark. There you go. The thing that I think is also amazing about all of this, we have this super offensive stereotype gimmick that came out of NXT last night. And just from that brief description, you don't even know which new uh, gimmick I'm talking about. I could be talking about Gunther. I could be talking about Saray. And her new uh, Japanese schoolgirl gimmick. See, I missed that one. Yep. 
they did a they did a return promo for her. She went off to her native Japan. Now she's dressed like a highly fetishized uh, Japanese schoolgirl, and apparently she's going to be uh, completely, you know, just brought back as the lowest common denominator and easiest stereotype that you could do based off of her physical appearance. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? Would Would you like to change the name of the podcast? Should we have that conversation now? To what? Would you, Liberal would you like tears. To, would you Would you like to take wrestling out of it? Because you you seem to. The more we talk about wrestling, the more you seem to be like viscerally, adamantly opposed to everything, especially happening over there at Titan Tower. And I'm not saying you're wrong in any of it, but I think I think I think the thing that that offends me most is, is the fact that I'm still giving money to Titan Towers. I think that is the thing that bothers me the most about the entire well, You're situation. not giving money. The patrons are giving money. I'm involved in the transaction, damn it, DC. That's true. I suppose that's true. If you wanna if you wanna share the uh the 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 banking information and all of that, I can take that part over and then you know you can wash your hands of you, it. You have the login. I had the login. Okay. I'm uh, sure I'm sure I could still okay. do it. Uh, uh <clears throat> Yeah, I missed the whole Saray thing. I got caught up in the Gunther stuff. I don't, I understand the argument. Let's take, let's put aside the Nazi for a second, which we probably shouldn't do, but let's put aside the Nazi. Either way, they should make a statement, change it, like make a new trademark for Gunther Jones or something that's a little more, you know, non-offensive. I get that. He was Walter last week and he is Gunther this week. Like, I get that. I get that that, you know, people are criticizing the poor planning in letting him have two names on two different weeks. But if they decided, again, take the Stark out and what if they had decided, look, we want a name that we can market. He doesn't want to give us Walter because that's what he's going to do on the indies when inevitably he's done with us in a couple of years. Uh, We're going to call him Gunther instead of Walter. I don't have a problem with that. It's still two syllables. Gunther's going to kill you, which now is really in bad taste. Oh, Gunther. (laughs) Now that I think about it, because it it was Walter's going to kill you. Now it's going to be Gunther's. Oh, oh, the more I talk about this, the less I like it, Doc Manson. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just makes me mad that so many of their characters fall back on what easiest lowest common denominator stereotypes. Let's take a look at this because so we have let's look at the NXT 2.0 roster. The piece of business podcast really goes into this. Um, you know, you're not watching, so let's see. We have Andre Chase, who is uh, a teacher supposedly. We have Boa. Who, where, where can one even go to look at? I am on a, a bookmarked website, the list of WWE personnel on Wikipedia. Okay. You have Boa, who is uh, Asian, and he's doing like a great Muda thing where he has this dark side of him with face paint that's trying to come out. Okay. Uh, Bodie Hayward is the student of Andre Chase. You've got Braun Breaker our NXT champion, son of Rick Steiner. Uh, I'm going to skip around and not do all of them here. You've got Dexter Dexter Loomis, who is something. 
Duke Hudson was a poker player. You have Gunther. Uh, Eichemann Hiro, who is a Japanese guy who wears a like uh, like a sports coat that has silly pictures on it to the ring all the time. Joe Gacy's You're Woke, The Ring is a Safe Space kind of cult leader almost. You've got the Diamond Mine, which is like a training group. You've got MSK. I have no idea what that's about. And then to go over to the women for a second, yes, you have Saray, who apparently is doing this new thing. You also have Wendy Chu. Have you seen Wendy Chu? Uh, she wears She's like not a, even listed on their website. She wears no a picture of her. She wears a onesie, like a pajama onesie, and an eye mask. And she was in the crowd falling asleep, and then she uh, had a match in that full outfit with like slippers where she was like sleeping. She was in a tag match. So she's sleeping uh, out at, you know, outside the ring waiting for a tag. And then when she did tag in, she did like a stretch, which caused her to duck the clothesline. And then she, you know, did a little, it's almost so she's orange Cassidy. It there, there is a UK gimmick of, you know, um, that again, the only reason I know is because of the award-winning piece of business podcast. Um, but you know, of a wrestler who really needs coffee. So if she doesn't have, if she's not caffeinated, you watch her slow down in the ring and she needs to like make a tag and drink some coffee to perk herself up. But the gimmicks are weird. There's no doubt about it. I don't like the thing. I, I think I've pointed this out before. I just don't understand why so much these characters, especially, but you know, so much of the creative process seems aimed at children. Like a person who comically slows down because they don't get enough coffee is a cartoon character. You know what I mean? Like this is a throw. And I'm not necessarily saying that in the in a good or bad way. But like that just that's the 80s version of WWE. You know what I mean? Like the wrestling trash man. Like yeah. the caricatures, the IRS is of the world. You we know what I mean? Like dress. it's a throwback to that is what that is. Um, and I just think that's strange, given that they claim to be, you know, trying to target that that middle age demographic. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I'm I'm still trying to figure out what NXT 2.0 is, and I listen to Jeremy and Glenn break it down every week, and I haven't watched it in weeks, and I don't think I'm gonna. Because I would love to watch Walter and Gunther. And I, you know, I will say he had a match with Roderick Strong from the sounds of it. He was, you know, last week in a six man tag at New Year's Evil. He wasn't quite the same Walter type of personality. Like he didn't have as many, you know, he wasn't allowed to be the Walter character. He kind of, you know, got beat up a lot. Um, maybe they made a point. Maybe WWE was like, look, you need to give us either let us use Walter and make money off of it, or we need to change your name. And if you're not going to do that, then fine, you can be Walter and you're going to essentially I mean, isn't have it just that it was to me. It doesn't even seem like it's that to me. It seems like the WWE really only in the recent past allowed people to even keep their previous names 
And like that was to me something that came out of Triple H's NXT. And it just seems like this is a complete policy reversal of that, just like they're doing everything they can to delete everything to do with the prior version of NXT and whatever. That's their prerogative. But you know what I mean? Like the fact that they have this guy, Walter, who's an established indie star, and this was his name. And now he's finally moved to the U.S. They're going to really start pushing him actually on the main roster. Well, he needs to be repackaged because that's what we do. That's our policy. That's what our policy was six years ago. And that's going to be our policy now again. Um, the the whole thing is weird because so let's let's go back through. Um, Sami Zayn was Sami Zayn. He was not El Generico. That makes sense. You know, they took him out of the mask. So then now let's go start with, you know, uh, the first one I really remember is AJ Styles. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I guess CM Punk was before that, but. Um, yeah, well, and that was more of a one-off. You thing, know, I felt like Brian Danielson became Daniel Bryan. Um, and then if we want to go into the Triple H era, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens changed his name. Prince Devitt became Finn Balor. They let uh, Hideo with Tommy keep his name. No, he was Kenta. Oh yeah, that's right. That's so right. they all changed their names. And so who didn't? AJ. And... Well, AJ never went to NXT. That's the thing. AJ Styles mm. jumped over. Um, but then you got Pete Dunne, Shinsuke, Tommaso Shinsuke, Tommaso Champa, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, right, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, all of these guys. And I don't know if it was this was a different NXT and they didn't want to, and maybe it was like, look, we're you're probably not going to get to the main roster if you don't change your name. And they were all like, okay, <laughs> you know, because it seemed like those guys, um. But then again, Andrade got a different name. Alistair Black, Tommy End got a different name. And it seems interesting. I don't know how the decision is made. So it probably depends on how much money they think is in the name recognition at that point. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Adam Cole was a big deal. Kyle, you know, Red Dragon was a big deal, but they weren't. That's the thing. They weren't huge. They didn't get to be War Machine. They became the Viking experience. So sad. So sad. Now they're the Viking Raiders. Yeah, they're the Viking Raiders. What was was wrong with War Machine? Oddly enough, that was probably a name that people would consider offensive because it's a War Machine. You don't want to be there. We're having this is the interesting thing. We just had last week, we had this whole debate over whether or not they should still call it the Elimination Chamber, especially since it's going to be in Saudi Arabia this year. I don't think we had that. No, I'm saying the Twitterverse. There was a rumor that they were going to change it from the Elimination Chamber to the WrestleMania Chamber. And they were just going to drop the Elimination Chamber because in Germany, that's not what it's called, obviously. (laughs) Mm. Um you know, and the fact that it was going to be in Saudi Arabia is a little bit of a weird look to call it an elimination chamber because we don't really know what goes on over there. Um, no, I think we have a good idea. But uh, seemingly that's not happening. They're still advertising it as the elimination chamber. So I, I, I will tell you this. I'm not watching Raw. I'm not watching SmackDown. I'm not watching either of the two weekly shows. I'm watching... Wrestling from the 80s and from the 2000s. That's why the patrons are still giving money to Titan Towers. And I'm grateful that they are. Uh, 
you know, Royal Rumble's in what, 10 days now? Yeah. You're going to watch it from the sounds of it. People are coming over. You're going to watch it. Are you canceling? I don't know if I am. Are you canceling it? All this gun through stuff and uh, is enough to make me think I don't want to watch it. It's close enough to the rumble that I'm kind of like, you know what? Fuck them. Well, and there is a chance. I would say a fair to good chance that Gunther's going to be in this rumble. Yeah. They've announced, let's see, five, six, seven, ten. They have 15 names for the men. So they're halfway there. It's entirely possible that Gunther shows up. It's just another one of those moves, intentional or not, but again, sure seems intentional, that just makes me feel bad supporting this company. It's just, just, again, intentional or not, that's just the way it makes me feel. And it's, I don't know, it just seems fucked up that they can't, seem to go longer than a month or two without doing things like this. The track record is such that you start like this can, these can't all be coincidences. I will say that. And I, I will give, I tend to give way too much benefit of the doubt for all of these things, but I just can't believe that the same company that that named a, a group of women the submission sorority <laughs> haven't learned to google names before they trademark or announce them i just i just i just i find it very difficult to believe that they haven't learned their lesson on that one yeah do you uh switching gears here do you take yeah. do you take any credence into this rumor that we're going around that Cody Rhodes is a free agent. He's not under contract. He could show up at the Royal Rumble. That could be the whole forbidden door thing. No. Yeah. I I I He's a VP for AEW. Even if he doesn't have like a talent contract, they've got to still have him in an administrative contract. You would think so. And again, I just I'll be surprised if any of this forbidden door stuff has anything to do with they with AEW. But it's possible. I'm not saying it's it's not possible. Anything's possible. It sure. just seems unlikely. But I guess that would be the thing to keep secret, right? I said last week. Why would they give away Mickey James? Well, because Mickey James isn't going to be the biggest story of the night. The biggest story of the night is AEW has crossed the forbidden door to, to show up the rumble. Yeah, I mean, maybe that would be a bigger story. And so I could see you have that waiting in the wings. It just seems unlikely to me. My issue is it's totally possible. You know, AEW could show up. But if you're going to pick an AEW guy, Cody Rhodes is not to me the name I would think you would go for. Like Cody Rhodes, what, is he going to show up as Stardust? <laughs> I personally, Durango Canyon Matthews, would mark the hell out if Stardust showed up. I'd like to see the disfigured Cody Rhodes show up. Is he gonna? Is that what it's going to be? We're going to get that three faces of Foley and he shows up as young Cody Rhodes and he shows up as the... 
the whatever. Please, his, please, please. Dashing. That's it. Dashing. Thank you. Dashing you Cody Rhodes. And then he shows up as Stardust. I want Dashing, Disfigured, and Stardust. Those are the three faces of Cody Rhodes to me. Yeah. That's not. Cody Rhodes to me isn't a big deal. You want to get. Whether you call him Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, you want to have him return for the Rumble, bigger deal. You want to get, even if it was Adam Cole, you want to get Adam Cole who to show up again, you know, that would be at least slightly a bigger deal. You want to have, now I'm on the AEW website, you want to have Andrade or Brian Danielson or any of these huge... For God's sakes, I would hate it, but put Chris Jericho back in there again. I will say, you know, all the really kind things uh, that Daniel Bryan had to say about the WWE after his departure. I could see that being a possibility. You put Bryan Danielson in there. He, you know, you could even call him that. He shows up as Bryan Danielson. He's in the Rumble. Even if he's eliminated in eight minutes, that to me is a huger deal. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems way more likely, you know, but eh, I don't know. There's a, you know, there's a lot of them. I, I'd love it if they sent somebody who's never been in the WWE before. Have, you know, Pentagon Jr. show up. Oh, yes, please. And be at and be at it. Give granted he was in the WWE for half a second. Let Sting finally be in a Royal Rumble. Nah. <laughs> Send, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. Send. I don't know. Lots of these people. Send Hook. Send Hook. That's it. You open the forbidden door to a name like the Big Show or Cody Rhodes, and it's like, we could have just let that door stay closed. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything. I get, but again, I could totally see the Big Show being it, yeah. right? Put Rusev back in there. No, thanks. Oh my goodness. I I am excited for the rumble itself because um, why is Becky Lynch and Sonya Deville the NXT women tag team champions? What? I don't know. I'm just looking at the WWE.com website and there's a picture of the NXT women's tag team champions. It's a group called Toxic Attraction. Oh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's Becky Lynch. No. In a biker hat. No. And that's Sonya Deville wearing a fedora. Oh, Doc Madsen, you were so funny. No, that is JC Jane and the other one. Okay. The um, other one. I don't right. know. Gigi Dolan. Gigi Dolan. What a name. Yeah. That is quite a name. And they are the Gigi. NXT women's tag team champion. I for a second I was like, did Becky Lynch and Sonya Deville win the women's tag? Yeah. I get it though. You could you could kind of see it. I the, the, the Sonya Deville is a stretch, but and it's and honestly, you know, it's really just the the brilliant orange hair on Gigi, which to but, me is weird that they're allowing her to have bright orange hair with Becky Lynch still part of the roster. Like well, Becky no longer has bright orange hair, right? It's like it's more it's of like, a darker red. I suppose. Yeah, dark now, but it used to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Damian Priest is a thing. Who what? I, f- I keep forgetting Damian Priest is not only the U.S. champion, but, you know, still employed. Damian Priest is the guy who they dressed up like a gladiator? No, that was Karrion Cross. Damian so, Priest those is names Punishment are Martinez. Alike. Those names are nothing alike, but somehow 
identical. they're the same person to me. I don't uh, know why. He teamed with um, Bad Bunny. He was in that zombie match. In the new ECW? No. They had a zombie. They had a they had a zombie wrestle in yes. ECW, and they yes. had a mummy. But in la- but last year, but last year in 2021, they had a lumberjack match where all the lumberjacks were zombies what to advertise. The name of that vampire in the new ECW, Kevin Remember, Thorne, a- and Ariel. What was it? Her name, yeah. Ariel, the, yeah, the lady Thorne. who did the flippy dippy thing over the ropes upside down. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Thorne. Now I'm looking up that. Where's mm. where's the ECW WWE ECW? Oh man, that was a that was a terrible but also entertaining show. Yeah, and I and just to go back, like I don't necessarily have a problem with you know stereotype gimmicks to some extent. Like okay, let me rephrase. I do have a problem with stereotype gimmicks, but I don't think there's a problem with a performer choosing to celebrate their culture. I don't think all expressions of one's culture necessarily are stereotypes. I feel like I didn't express that earlier, so why I wanted to go back to it. Um. Because, like, you know, but, like, so, like, Roman Reigns, right? I don't necessarily think he is a stereotype, but at the same time, he is lowest common denominator. He's just a Samoan guy, right? I mean, even, like, the tribal chief thing is leaning into his Samoan heritage. Yes. And I don't necessarily think that's a problem, although it does get a little eye-rolly to me when you would have people, like, Oh, geez. Was it the Usos that used to make their entrance at like pay-per-views doing the the tradition? Yeah. Like, and again, if they wanted to do that as a true expression of their heritage, like, I guess who am I uh, to to say, uh, uh, whatever. But I just sometimes in a commercial setting, like a corporation of the WWE, that kind of stuff always, to me, felt disingenuous. But whatever, I'm just cis white Christian male, so I guess my opinion on any of this stuff doesn't really matter. But it just it never felt I don't know. It just never felt meaningful to me the way that it might in other settings. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's a problem with me. Well, okay. Your wife's Jewish. Sure. Does she, is she aware of Gunther Stark? I think she's probably aware of it um, from the Bestie chat, but I don't know to what extent. I wonder how she feels about it. Probably not great. I wouldn't think so, but just curious. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you have do you follow kayfabe news? On, not uh, really, although occasionally I see a thing or two. What are those crazy kayfabers up to today? Uh, Tommaso Ciampa makes main roster debut as Crazy Luigi Pepperoni. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Shall we get to our emails, dear friend? I suppose. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. We have five of them today, unless something came into my spam folder while we were recording. I don't think so. I don't think so. Our first one comes from Jeffrey. Happy episode 303. Hmm. Hi, guys. Just finished with episode 302. I want to start off with saying I hope your aunt is doing better. Prayers and good vibes sent out to her and you. Now, 
when you were discussing shepherds and cottage pie, you mentioned a meal that consisted of fish, hard-boiled eggs, and cheese sauce. Gross, gross, gross. What a bad, bad combination. Speaking of that, so you guys have any favorite weird food combinations? Uh, speaking of that, so you guys... I'm oh, sorry, I just skipped a line there. You guys have any favorite weird food combinations? I accidentally stumbled upon one. I had a handful of M&Ms and immediately took a bite of cheese pizza and had both at the same time. Amazing thoughts. And any examples? Also, you asked the besties to write what we wanted to be when we grew up. I wanted to be a meteorologist. Anyways, that's all. Oh, is the podcast on Instagram? Thanks, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, but now does have the Instagram sent from my iPhone. I believe Doc Manson has Instagram. Where can we find you on Instagram, Doc? At Doc Manson. Um, I don't really post there much, though. Yeah. So. Uh, Let's see. I'll give a quick update. It's been a roller coaster. Um, we There's a phone call where something good happens. Then there's a phone call where something bad happens. Uh, today's note, she, for the first time, was off the vent and breathing on her own today, which oh, in nice. and of itself was not something we expected. Yesterday, uh, my parents were told to you know, expect her to pass any day now. And we need to start talking about when to take her off of life support, essentially. And today she's apparently breathing on her own. So I don't, I have no clue. Is she in a medically induced coma? Uh, They, three days ago, they had taken her out of the coma. She was able to respond to simple commands, squeeze my finger, wiggle your toes, all of that. Then she had to go back under the coma uh, because... She still was having a hard time breathing and such. So it's it's just mm, so touch and go. It's it's hard to know. It's hard to know. We are expecting the worst, but things seem to be trending slightly more hopeful. Um, I am presuming a lot of that has to do with the uh, thoughts and good feelings sent out uh, from the community at large, and most importantly, the besties. I think the besties really are what are I what think did. so. Uh, weird food combinations. Um, so ever since I was a child, I was fascinated with a, uh, culinary delight that had appeared in one of my favorite comedic films. Uh, that film of course being UHF starring musical sensation, weird Al Yankovic. You have a ball on UHF. Yeah. Uh, and so in that film, he puts together a, uh, concoction uh, Ah, called a cheesy Twinkie wiener dog sandwich. And uh, for the uninitiated, essentially what this is, is is you take a hot dog and you put it into a uh, Twinkie that you have flayed open as though it were a hot dog bun. And then on top of the hot dog that is now in this Twinkie bun, you take easy cheese, which for the UK folks, this is like uh, it's a it's a can of, of like gel like cheese that, that, that comes out of a nozzle that you squeeze and it dispenses it uh, almost like a whipped cream container. Right. And so you, 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 you put the, the, the easy cheese on the hot dog, which is in your Twinkie bun. Uh, I did not try a cheesy Twinkie wiener dog sandwich uh, until I lived with DC Matthews uh, in those apartments many years ago. And uh, I've only had a cheesy Twinkie Wiener Dog sandwich, I think, on 
I'm going to say two occasions in my life, maybe three. Possible I had it a third time. And, um, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. So that's mine. What about you, DC? What do you got? Um, when I was a kid, I was really a big ketchup fan. So I would dip, you know, pretzel sticks into ketchup and other such. That doesn't seem to be, I think, that big of a deal. Um, M&M's and cheese pizza, though. I mean, I'm going to throw some shade right here. That sounds nasty. Yeah. I will put mustard on a pizza. I know that's a hot, hotly debated thing on, on the uh, on the Twitterverse. Amongst. I love the cheeseburg pizza Chip. at our oh, local it's, place. It's so good. It's, yeah. I haven't had that in a long time. Ketchup and mustard. And, and the pickles. Sauce. Oh, and the pickles. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. So Bacon good. Bits. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to think. I'm sure there are other ones. I used to make a potato chip sandwich, which was two pieces of potato bread, ketchup, and then just potato chips together. As but, a kid, I used to love to put uh, potato chips inside of like just a regular cold cut sandwich. Sure, like sure. a ham sandwich. I just took out just... the middle man. I took out the meat and just. Yeah. Although so, I, I would not have put ketchup on a cold cut sandwich. So feel free to send your weird food combinations. We'll read them on next week's show. Uh, Mrs. Manson checks in with the Instapot. Dear DC and Doc, I always feel like I should read your wife's emails, considering a lot of them are something. By all means. DC. Yes, that's me. Get an Instant Pot and make perfect cheesecake and chocolate lava cakes for two. You'd be silly not to. We've also made chicken shawarma and chili, and other dinners from frozen meat. Dinner in a half hour thanks to that sweet pressure cook in action. My parents make their own yogurt using their Instapot now, and that's something I'll be looking into next. There are so many possibilities. Yes, I know you already have other air fryers, but we opted for the air fryer accessory for our Instapot, and it's been a delightful addition. Interested sous vide cooking? Your Instapot could do that too. Just saying. We still have the slow cooker, and I'm even using it now to make some beef stew. It has a larger capacity, and while the Instant Pot can also slow cook, the larger dish size wins out for me. It all comes down to cabinet space. That's really the issue. There is your Instant Pot and slow cooker report from me. Mrs. Manson says four stars. Check it out. Red in Joe Bob voice. Doc? Oh, no. Do you have a Joe I, Bob Briggs impression? Well, you're reading I don't have this, a Joe Bob. So. I don't have a Joe Bob Briggs impression because I don't I know what he sounds do. like. Well, I think you can guess. Mrs. Manson says four stars. Check it out. A little exaggerated, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept Ballpark. It. Yeah, sure. Happy cooking, uh, Mrs. Manson. Yeah, it, it comes down to space. We've got two crock pots and two air fryers, which probably is too many. So maybe <laughs> we should we should switch that out. But uh, I will look into it. If I can find a good deal on one, then uh, maybe I will partake. Brandon Banks, Super Hoss. I don't know if anyone other than the Inner Circle is listening to the newest season of the Corona Cup, but this Hoss fight tournament is some of DC's best work on the job pod. Also, his MCU episodes are Chef's Kiss. So it got me thinking, what about an 8 to 16 character superhero Hoss tournament? Sure, I could have just given the idea to DC, but I like the participation of Doc on this and the joy of booking advocate doesn't mind plugging the job pod on the big show, DDT Wrestling. So if the two of you could book, uh, let's go with eight character superhero Haas tournament. Who would be in it and who do you book 
as the winner. If you have to make this a draft kind of thing, if you want to make this a draft kind of thing where you each choose four, all the better. Keep up the work sent from my iPhone. Brandon had mentioned, we're not going to hear from Glenn. Glenn's away on some family business. Uh, he did mention that his question was very Glenn-esque, and I think I think that works here. Uh, Doc Manson, I will give you the first pick in the superhero Hoss tournament. Who do you got? Hmm. Um, to me, I feel like there's a clear... I mean, to me, like the the hossiest superhero is probably the Hulk. Yeah. So I I guess I'll take the Hulk. Uh, I will take the the superhero that is often paired to fight the Hulk and seems to do a pretty decent job uh, from the Fantastic Floor Four, not Floor. That's a different show, different team. Uh, the ever loving Blue Eyed Thing. All right. Um. And you're going to hate me for this, but I feel like any good Haas fight needs to have a Russian. So I'm going to go ahead and take Colossus. Ah, I, I had hoped that he would slip to me. That's okay. I think he's, uh, he's a worthy contender, though. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 100%. Uh, I'll jump ahead to DC, and I think he's, he's got to count. I'll take Superman. Is he a Haas, though? I think so. Isn't it's he pretty... built more like John Cena? And we said John Cena's not a Haas. Are you saying he's invalid? I should pick somebody else? I'm not saying that because he is. I think he's taller. I, uh, I'm just uh, going strength-wise. You know, if we're talking just the strongest of the strong, I think he's got to be in that conversation. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'll, I'll I'll let you, it... you can take it. You can All take right. Super, Superman. I think that's fine. Uh, I will go ahead and take... I mentioned him on a previous episode... Uh, for another tournament, I think we picked, but I'm going to go ahead and take the blob. Good. Good choice. Uh, I will go ahead and take uh, the juggernaut then. If you're taking the blob, I'll, I'll take Mr. Kane Marco, the juggernaut. Um, Your final what? pick. Yeah. Jeez. I'm thinking like. The problem is like, oh, God, I don't know. Mm. One more Haas, huh? You know what? If you've got Superman, I'm going to take the one Haas that's actually murdered him before. Sure. I will go ahead and take Doomsday. Fair enough. Fair enough. enough. You I always very... like Doomsday with the bones poking out of his skin. Well, well they, yes. Oh. And then they did uh, the terrible version in Batman versus. Oh, yeah. No, that version was awful. Didn't Superman. look like him. Terrible. Terrible all around. But the, the comic version, oh, I love me some Doom. Oh, yeah. No, he was good. Uh, I will take. Juggernaut's a good uh, pick, though. I, I will take another of the biggest villains in DC. I will end my pick with Darkseid. Mm, Darkseid. I should have taken Apocalypse because he can just grow to any size, right? That's so, true. I considered yeah. Mr. Fantastic because technically he could be. Uh, so, to sum up, Doc Manson provides the Hulk, Colossus, the Blob, and Doomsday. I counter with the Thing, Superman, Juggernaut, and Darkseid. That would be I, I, I honestly feel like the Thing could not hang with this group of people. Really? I think so. Maybe I not. Feel like he's, I feel like he would. But I think, I, I think I'm thinking of the Thing from that awful movie... The, the first the first movie adaptation 
who, who it was a good it was a good casting, but the effects were terrible. What was Michael Chiklis? Yeah, Michael Chiklis. I thought he good casting overall, but yeah, I think a lot of times, especially yes, in that kind of thing, um, he doesn't present as strong. He's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, I think I think like that's he, coloring my opinion. Yeah, you know, his feats to qu- quote from a, a website. His feats include successfully holding back a giant alien spacecraft from jettisoning jettisoning from Earth, lifting an oil rig, and stopping a multiple-story building from falling over and putting it back in place. Now, that seems excessive, Mm. but I think he belongs. But if he's the weak link, that's fine. So who do you think wins? Who, who, Who goes over in this tournament? Well, the Hulk is the strongest one there is. Is he? Because I feel like it goes back and forth. But I feel like if the Hulk literally can get as angry as he wants, then by default, he's the strongest, right? Yeah. Well, and the other issue is Darkseid has his Omega Beams, which, while not a hossy type move, like he does have this power that would essentially ena- enable him to atomically disperse anybody. I don't know if the Hulk's super strong skin would be able to withstand that. So and like technically it, isn't like Thor supposed to be like one. of Yeah, the, I considered yeah. Thor. I considered him again. It's like Thor. He's hossish. Yeah, it's but he's hossish in the way Superman is hossish. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways. All right. Okay. Our next email comes from Che, our poor Che, where thoughts are with him as he deals with a uh, illness. I'll say no more, but all right. Evening, chaps. Be... Good evening, gentlemen. January 19th is quite the day. Not only is it National Popcorn Day and Good Memory Day, but it's also National Tin Can Day. Not too to much to that. draw from that. So simply, what's your favorite popcorn, your favorite good memory, and what is the best thing that comes in a tin can? All the best, folks. Much love from across the pond sent from isolation. Oh, okay. Well, now we know what he's got. Uh, I love this email. This email is a DC and Doc Talk email because I would sit and look up holidays to try to come up with stuff to talk about on the show. Uh, My favorite popcorn. It is hard to go wrong with movie theater popcorn with an abundance of movie theater butter. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go wrong with that. Yeah. Haven't had it in a long time. And I don't know if this really counts. But it starts as popcorn. But I'm going to go with like a caramel corn sure. drizzled with chocolate. Uh, okay. That's probably my favorite. Like a moose part. munch. I don't know what that is, but maybe. Okay. Harry and David has a moose munch, which is basically caramel corn and some of it's chocolate, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kettle corn, my I'm not a big a very fan good of. Caramel corn. I, should, I should try to save you some the next time we get it, which will be next holiday season. But right. she's a good okay. Uh, what's your, fa- what's your favorite good memory? Your favorite one my of favorite all the good mem- memories. Ah, uh, marrying my best friend. Oh, that was a good day for us. Yeah. I miss GQ. <laughs> wow. I got to that, insult multiple that was people. insulting to multiple people at the <laughs> same time. Um, yeah, I, the, the wedding immediately comes to mind. Um, I will also go, I've mentioned this before. Uh, screaming Wilson <laughs> out a dorm room window yeah. and running around like dancing in the hallway. Uh, yeah, that was a good night. That was a good time. 
Uh, and the best thing that comes from a tin can off the top of my head, even though you only have it once a year, cranberry sauce. Mm, that's pretty good. Provided that's a tin can. Yeah, yeah, that counts. That's a tin can. Um, I might go with um, uh, pumpkin pie filling. There you go. That's a good one, too. That's a good call. Yeah. Our final email comes from Brent over there at the work in progress. Crepes. You guys ever had crepes? I've never had them, but they sound amazing. Yes, I have had them. Oh, they're okay. I'm not wild a, about crepes. For a little while, there was like a specialty uh, restaurant open near campus. I forget what it was called, like Crepe House or something like that. And they serve nothing but crepes. They're no longer in business. Um and I did go there to get a dessert crepe lunch, which was this crepe filled with, uh, it was a s'mores crepe, so filled with chocolate, fudge, and marshmallow. And mm. uh, it was yeah. oozy, delicious. The, awesome. the, the thing with the crepe is the filling's got to be good. I did have a like banana Nutella, no, strawberry Nutella crepe, which again, the filling was amazing. The crepe itself, I'd rather just have a pancake, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Doc Manson. Give me that sweet, sweet, sweet piece of positivity. My piece of positivity this week would have to be the thing that I am spending the largest portion of my time doing when I have extra spare time during which I can dedicate myself to the sorts of laid-back activities that I would do whilst enjoying myself, such as... Just let me go first if you can't think of anything. I mean, seriously. (laughs) No, I got one. I was just... I was just just playing like that. It's... it's... (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel like I'm GQ all of a sudden. Sorry. Okay, so... good. So... Um, no offense to GQ meant there. I just it reminded me of those silly voices that I'd miss. Uh, my piece of positivity this week is a UK show, a uh, few seasons old at this point, airs on the BBC. Uh, there's been an American remake, which I have not seen, but I only recently got into the UK version of the show. It is called Ghosts, and I'm okay. enjoying it quite a bit. It's about ghosts. Right up my alley. Yep. There you go. It's this comedy show. Uh, Have you seen it? No. It's a comedy show. This woman and her husband inherit this old house in the English countryside, big old mansion-y type thing. Uh, They decide they're going to keep it. They go out there. She has an accident. And when she recovers, she can suddenly see ghosts. And, of course, there were ghosts in the house. She can see them. She can talk to them. They can talk to her, et cetera. They can't and see the husband, or the husband can't see him. No, no, he uh, cannot. A um, little rough, I think. The first episode is sure. very much a pilot, yeah. uh, but it picks up very quickly after that, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Excellent. I think the American version probably can't hold a candle to it. No, but as I said to Mrs. Manson, who was also doubting it, um, the American version. I mean, we did all right by the office. I suppose uh, so maybe true. it's possible that that version will be good too. I'll definitely check that out once we've finished up the UK series. But yeah, ghosts. That's my piece of positivity. I don't know if anybody over there, any of the besties are watching 
ghosts anybody here if you happen to have hbo uh max you can stream it on there good to know the american version i believe is a cd cbs properties that's probably on paramount plus sure. um but yeah anywho ghosts dc matthews Rango, canyon matthews what is your piece of positive today um it's animal related which is something i rarely talk about uh, is it a quokka no Mama Matthews and the champ, I believe the day after tomorrow, uh, will be getting themselves a puppy. I mentioned it in the bestie chat. Uh, Is this snowball number eight? Four. This is (laughs) so my parents are white German Shepherd fans. We've had three in my family since I was a teenager. Um, This will be the fourth one, and this is the first one who will not have a name. So it was Snowball then Snowball 2, then just Snow, and now this one will be Pearl. Hmm. So another white name. She will be Miss Pearl when she is older, but for now she will be Mini Pearl. <laughs> which Pearl I, just reminds me of MST3K, one of so, the villain characters. Uh, I'm very excited. We don't yeah. have a dog. We would like one, but we don't have one. Uh, when it is safe for me to travel and see my elderly parents... Uh, I will do so and meet Pearl, and there will be pictures for the besties, and uh, I'm excited. It'll be nice to have a puppy to play with. So that was is my piece of positivity. Just, was the last snow just such a good dog that they decided they had to retire the name finally? No, I just think after th- it's a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit much it to is. keep, you know. Um, My mom wanted to call it last. Because it will be the last dog they ever have. Uh, so, either way, looking forward to meeting Pearl, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Doc Manson, it has been a pleasure, as always, to chat with you. Do you have anything else to say before we head out into that good night? Indubitably, sir. If you'd like to have your thoughts read right in the air, you can send an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog, all 303 prior episodes, by going to your podcast repository of choice and searching for the show title, DDT Wrestling. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and this podcast train a chugan like a lugan And you said you weren't going to have any energy for this episode. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on episode 304. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie? Cha cha cha. That's how Durango Canyon Matthews sounds.